a reminder, uh, we're having our food pantry, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the last Saturday of Tanoon. And the address is, you see that on your screen, it is 2255 Dunn Avenue. Uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, 32218. We are right next door to the doctor center. So when you come in to the food pantry, you'll see the, you'll see the tents with Amen Always Church on it. Uh, you will see flags. You'll see signs directing you on where to go uh, for the uh, food pantry. So we're going to have food. We're going to have clothing. Uh, we're going to have music playing and everything. So just a reminder, the last Saturday of this month is our food pantry from 9 a.m to noon. Amen. So you want to get here early. Uh, usually uh, <coughs> the people that get here early get the best stuff. The ones that come later on get, you know, basically what we have left. So it's, it's only while supplies last. And we're on our way to feeding 4,000. I have to get the actual count on how many families we have served so far. And I believe we're already past the 500 mark already. The past 500 people, five, uh, serving 500 families. So we're past 500. I, that I know. I just don't know the actual count as of yet. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice in it and be glad in it, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for us being in good health and good spirits, Father God. During this time, Father, we understand what's going on. But we're going to keep our minds and our focus stayed on you. We're going to continue to trust you in every situation, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I got a really, really good topic here, uh, which God has really placed in my heart for the people of God today. And we're going to start here. Well, there is a great place to start. By simply being mindful of your emotions, you can see what thoughts lead, lead you there. By becoming mindful of your thoughts, or over time, you can realize which are the devil and rebuke them. And hold, hold steadfast the truth, the truth, and don't let it, don't let it play with your emotions. Amen. So, Today's topic is don't let the devil play with your mind. And he will play with your mind. We know that. And he will play with your emotions as well. So we cannot let him play with our mind. And a lot of times he'll start playing with your mind and you begin to think about some certain things and eventually you be, you'll, you'll do it. Amen. So uh, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse number 5. Let's start at number 5. Let's start at verse number 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can, nor indeed can be. Okay, so um, to be carnal, a, a, a person that has a carnal mind, the carnal mind is not subject of, to the law of God, meaning 
it refuses to take orders. The mindset on the flesh refuses to take to take orders from the law of love. It refuses to take orders from God's word. The counter mind appears to, to nothing higher than a hostile, self-control, and selfish state. And I can tell you, I know in the past that some of you, you have came across some people that have a carnal mind. They're selfish. They're, self, they're self-centered. They're hostile. They're very hostile. You know, um, the, their mind is just, it's gone, and so to speak. It's gone. Okay, amen. It's just, it's, their mind is so carnal. And so the only thing they think about is themselves. They're selfish. They don't want to do, they don't want to share anything. They don't want, you know, they're just plain selfish. They're self-centered and they're hostile. You know, they're always, every time you talk to this person, whether it's a male or female, they're very hostile. Like, wow, where did that come from? You know. And in the Amplified, it says this. For those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. He has his will and purpose. His, w- his will and purpose. Excuse me. Now, the mind of the flesh is death. But uh, the mind of the flesh is death both now and forever because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritually well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. Verse number seven, the mind of the flesh, which is sinful pursuits, is activity hostile to God. It does it does not submit itself to God's law since it can since it cannot. So their mind they don't want they don't want to submit themselves to God. They just they want to do their own thing and what they don't realize is the one thing the Bible says um, the one thing the Bible says and we all know the scripture we all know the scripture and uh, I'll say that uh, but when I get to that point I'll let you know anyway uh, so the one thing the devil would do his first attack is he wants to attack your mind. That's his first attack. Now, he can't get to you. He's going to get to someone that's close to you. Amen. So he starts making you think things that you never thought of. So, in other words, he'll start playing with your mind. Your spouse is cheating on you. Your spouse is cheating on you. Your boyfriend is cheating on you. Your fiance is cheating on you. So now you start doing your investigation and find out that was just the devil just playing with your mind and come to find out that he or she, when they say they were working late, they were actually working late. Amen. So you cannot let the devil play with your mind. He will put those little thoughts in your mind. Amen. That something is going on. But you got to remember, God will always alert you. Hey, there's something going on. And this is, you need to be aware of this. This is what's going on. God, God. God will tell you what's going on. You say, okay, thank you. Now, this is something I need to pray about. I need to ask, talk to my, my spouse and find out what the deal is. 
Amen. So you do not want the devil to play with your mind. He will play with your mind in any situation. He will play with your mind when the doctor says, okay, you have diabetes or you need to have or you need to have uh, you need to take blood pressure medication. Amen. Or you need to take this type of medication for this. And even with the people that are dealing with mental health issues, that's the devil is really playing. I, I guarantee you the enemy is really playing with their mind. Amen. And making them think and dream things that they never thought about or dreamed about. So he will play with your mind. That's his first line of attack. He will play with your mind. But you got to remember, you cannot let the devil play with your mind. You know what God has promised you and what God has told you, you know it's going to come to pass. So you cannot let him play with your mind at all because it, it, you can't function right. You can't function right. And, th you know, you can't do this. You, can't do, you just can't function right when things are going on like that. So how to deal with the devil in your mind. Don't let any, don't, don't leave any, don't leave any gaps in your mind. Stay spiritual alert in every area of your life. And at all times, the more that you are walking with the Lord, the less the devil is able to affect your thoughts and your behavior. And we can go to Romans. Romans chapter 12. And let's go down to verse number two. Let's go to verse number two. Let's back up. Let's go to. Let's back up. Let's go to verse number one. Let's back. Let's back up. Let's go to verse number one. I kind of these two scriptures like they tie in together. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, my brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse number two, and do not be conformed to the things. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may, that you may prove what is, what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we have to renew our minds constantly, every day. We have to renew our minds. We have to renew our minds on a daily basis because the, the devil, he will continue to to play with your mind. He will continue to play with your mind. And uh, I can tell you, you know, he was he was trying to do that with me, but I said, uh, no, I, I just would not let it happen. So you have, to, you have to think on a spiritual level when it comes to your mind. You know, you heard that saying, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yes, it is. It's a terrible thing to waste. That's why you see people that's on a corner playing cards, drinking beer, whatever. That's what they're doing. Or, or they're all out, out on the street trying to get their little hustle on. You know, and these are people that were in school at one point and got good grades. And once they graduated high school, it was that's it. You know, I graduated high school. I don't have to go to college or anything like that. So now they're just absolutely doing nothing with their life that's meaningful. And they have a good, sharp mind. Some of them, I mean, some of them out there that's doing a little hustle. As far as math-wise, I mean, they're really sharp in other areas, too. Uh, but they just let the devil play with their mind and saying, you don't need to go to college. Go ahead and continue your little hustle. But that little hustle only going to last for a certain period of time because then what you're going to do next? Amen. So we have to 
renew our minds. We have to renew our minds daily. Amen. And The NIV says it like this. The NIV says it like this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, uh, he has a good, he has a good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. So we have to understand that God gave us a brain. He gave us a mind. He doesn't want us to waste it on foolish and selfish things. You know. You, you, you have to continue to think positive about certain things and certain situations. Amen. So you know what God promised you. You know what God told you. That's something that you continue to trust and believe God because that's something you hold on to. You don't, you just don't let it go. Because God, God gave it to me, you know. I know, I know I'm going through this right now, but I know God is able and I know he's just and I know this is going to come to pass. And I'm just waiting on the manifestations. Amen. So, do you believe the devil lies about your life? Yes, he does. Don't believe the devil lies that you cannot, that you can't have a happy life. God says you can. You you choose who you are going to believe. Start resisting the devil. Join forces together against the enemy and start seeing, believing, and seeing what God says about you. God's word never fails. The word of God never, ever fails. Amen. And we can go over to Colossians chapter 3. And let's go over verse number 2. Okay, and this This is coming from the NI. No, this is coming from the Amplified. Coming from the Amplified. Okay. So, set your mind and keep focused. You got to keep focused on what God is telling you. You have to stay focused. The main. I'm I'm just going to stop there for just one second. Set your mind and keep focus. Habitually on things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on earth, which, which have only temporal value. So you have to set your mind and keep focus. Keep focus. You have to stay focused. have to stay focused on what you're doing. You know, you can't, you know, uh, another way the devil will play with your mind is he'll have you start to dream 
I mean, something wild, something crazy. You're like, where in the world did that come from? You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I dream stuff. <laughs> I dream stuff. I have to wake up. Like, where, where, where in the world did that dream come from? You know, it's one of those dreams where you just keep falling. It's like, it's like you just keep falling and falling and falling. So I, I, I have to wake up. I'm like, where in the world did that dream come from? And you know that's not something um, God wants you to dream. So I have to wake up. I'm like, okay, all right, let me, let me get my thoughts together and let me go back to sleep. I don't like nothing. I don't like nothing interrupting my sleep. Now, if it's God, that's one thing. If it's my wife, that's another thing. But other than that, or if it's an emergency, I get an emergency phone call. Those are only three reasons. Those are only three reasons uh, I can, you know, my, my, my sleep gets interrupted. But other than that, I'm going to sleep. Amen. So that's one thing. That's another way the enemy will play with your mind. Even in dreams, he will play with your mind. And James chapter 7, verse, James chapter 4, excuse me, James chapter 4, verse number 7. And again, this is something to amplify. Submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So we got to remember, we have to resist the devil in every aspect of our lives. We have to resist him because if we don't resist him, guess what? He is going to continue to play with your mind at all times. And you cannot let him do that. You cannot let him do that. And they stop playing, you know, he stopped playing with people's minds on the job. No. No, they didn't want to promote you. That's why they did it the other place. You stop playing with your mind, you know, and if, if they want to promote the other person and they don't want to promote me, guess what? That means God has something better in store for me. So don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Just go continue to go to work. Continue to resist the, resist the devil because that may not be the promotion for you. Amen. So even though they may be able to promote you, God has something better in store for you. It could be a manager or a supervisor. And you now you're like, position and I'm glad I got this one here. I'm glad God opened up the door for me to get this one because now I'm making more on this position than the other one I wanted. Amen. So a lot of times things are not uh, a lot of times things don't go your way but you know God already has a plan and a purpose for what he's doing. Amen. So that's why we have to continue to renew our minds. We have to continue to resist the devil. Amen. That's the, what we have to do. Amen. So um, what does the Bible about the devil? The devil tried to convince you that the wrong is right. He does he does this in very he does this in a very sneaky and subtle ways. When he does not when he does this, you may not even notice that you are doing something that displeases God. And we can go to First Timothy, no, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse number seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. And also, we know the scriptures very, very well. In John ten ten, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Again, the devil objective is, the first thing is, you cannot trust your mind. And we all know that he is, he come to steal, he come to kill, and he come to destroy. His main objective is to attack your mind, and then he wants to completely take you out off the face of this earth. You know, that's, <coughs> that's his job. That's his job. Amen. So we have to remember, we have to continue to renew our minds. We have to resist the devil because he will play with your mind in every aspect and every way. And I've, I've said this uh, many a times, you know, you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. And you know when something in your household is not right, you're like, why is she, why is she acting like this? Why is she acting, something, something not right, something, something in the atmosphere, something is not right. What's going on? Something just off. Because you know how your spouse is, you know how your kids are. Something is completely off. Amen. So you got to find out what that is as a head of the household. As a head of household, it's our job. It's our job to keep the devil out of our house. What was that song called? Uh, what was it called? Uh, shut the door and keep the devil out, something like that. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know uh, when your kids, when you get a phone call from the school saying your child been acting up, you say, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it's the devil. Yeah, I know what it is. Don't, don't, we don't, don't we, uh, you know, remain calm. All right, come on, just, just give me a call. And your, your child be like, uh-oh, I know something's going on now. What, 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 what mom up to, what dad up to? They're not going to tell you. Just, gi just give them a call. Just give them a call. Come on, give them a call. Oh, you ground up for the next three weeks, so go ahead and give them a call. I'm, what? Yeah, you ground up for the next three weeks, so give them a call. I know, I, know, I know what's going on. I know what's going on. I know it's the devil trying to stop what God is doing. So, you know, even if, you know, they are in the process of getting, uh, you know, securing another how a bigger house, so a lot of times the enemy will come in. He's trying to attack. He will, if he can't get to the husband, he will try to get to the wife. So if he can't get to the wife, he's going to go to the kids. That's that's his that's that's his mo. That's what he does. If he can't get to me, then he'll try and get to my wife, or he'll try and get to another family member that we're very very close to. That's how he operates. That's how he he's tried to destroy anyone in his path. That's that's what he does. Amen. So, what do you know that the devil? I'm sorry. When do you know the devil is messing with your mind? If you find you're off the mark, then you know the devil has messed with your mind. You have entertained his suggestion and allowed him to affect your will. When you realize this, repent, ask Jesus to forgive you and get yourself in a, into a right place again with God, your Father. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7 says this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So again, if you find you're off the mark, then you know the devil is messed. He has messed with your mind. 
you have entertained his suggestions and allowed him to affect your will. Amen. And some people, I don't understand it, they want to sit there and they want to have a news conference with the devil. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about this? What do you think about? Come on, come on. What? I'm not going to sit there and entertain his thoughts. I'm not going to sit there and have a news conference with him at all. And some people just sit there. They just keep going over and over in their minds. Amen. And what's going on? And we already know what happened with Adam and Eve, how the, the serpent messed with Eve's mind and told her, oh, you can eat from this tree. You're good. You can eat from it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You can eat from the tree. And Adam's like, well, God told us not to eat from this tree of good and evil or we shall surely die. So while he was attending the garden, the serpent came in and he messed with Eve's mind and she took the fruit. Now, nothing happened to her when she ate it. Nothing happened to her. But when Adam ate it, things changed. So, okay, so we can go to. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, starting from verse number 1. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtitles, oh, I'm sorry, wrong translation. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to New King. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to woman, he said, and he said to the woman, has God indeed, indeed said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree of the tree, but of the fruit of the, but of the tr fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. God said, you shall not eat it, nor you shall Touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of, the, of your eyes, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, so when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So she also gave to her husband with her and ate. Then the eyes both, then the eyes of them, uh, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covenants. They heard a sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, Lord God, among the trees in the garden. And the, and the Lord God called Adam and said to him, where are you? He, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? 
have you eaten from the tree which uh, I commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom, the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said, the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed with more than all the cattle and, and, and more than every beast of the field on, on your belly. You shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. So you see, the serpent tricked the woman. And if you go back to verse number one, it says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. So that's his trick. He tricked the woman. He tricked Adam. He tricked, I'm sorry, he tricked Eve into eating the Oh, you know, you're not going to shoot me. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. But here, let's, let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. So by that, you cannot let the devil play with your mind like that. If you know it's wrong, don't do it. If it's right, okay, do it. But if it's wrong and you know every time you know, oh, somebody, you know, you could be in a meeting and they people start throwing out suggestions and they and the, and the, and the person that's conducting the meeting could be the office manager or the supervisor and they go along with it. I'm like, man, something like that. I'm like, I've been, I've been in meetings like, that ain't going to work. That's not right. That's not going to work. And I've been in meetings where, you know, manipulation was like just taking over the meeting. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But they actually don't believe that this is going to happen if they don't do this. I like, you know, I can say that. I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. And when they try to put it into play, it didn't work out. I'm like, I knew that was going to work. I knew that wasn't going to work from the get-go. I knew it wasn't going to work, you know. So by playing, by Letting the enemy play with your mind is not a good thing because you have to think positive, not negative. So you have to get rid of all the negative thoughts in your mind and start thinking positive. Start thinking spiritually is what's going on in your mind. Again, you heard that saying, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and it is. So if you have some smart and brilliant people out there, and right now, they're not doing anything with it. I mean, they could have, you know, graduated the top of their class. They went to college. But what are they doing now? Working at McDonald's is what they're doing. And you know this person has graduated the top of their class. And we understand that by them not using their mind because the devil done played with it and told them things that they never thought about or never dreamed about. Amen. So is your mind is your is your mind full of start up ideas? Here's the goal and I venture to believe with will believe uh, you know as you know as we go forward in life. Okay, do you struggle to see, do you, do, do you struggle to erase your mind due to a constant flow of thoughts that manifest confusion, 
anxiety, doubt, and procrastination. Don't spend another minute overthinking what God has already ordained. Learn to bring your thoughts captive to Christ by being mindful of what your mind is full of. Amen. And I can tell you, some people, their minds, I mean, they're, 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 they're sharp. I mean, they're, I mean, they're sharp as a whip. I'm telling you. Um, I was with my mother-in-law, and we was in Lowe's, and she was giving her the price about something. Well, it's, it's X amount of money per square footage. And my mother-in-law said, like, oh, you're still sharp. You know, I couldn't even think that fast. You're still sharp. I'm like, wow, math, 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 uh, math-wise, she is really, really sharp. Baby, she's really, really sharp for a lady her age. She is really, really sharp, and I thank God for her. And we have to continue. We understand that the devil is a liar. We understand that he will always play with our minds. We have to remind us. We have to be mindful of John 10, 10. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. So we have to be mindful of that because that's his job. He doesn't want us to be on the face of this earth. He does not want us to be on the face of this earth. That's why he is constantly trying to take people out. That's why we have the amount of gun violence that we have right now. Amen. So if somebody does something to you or your family member, or your family member, the first thought that the devil put in your mind, they grab your mind, they take them out. And that's what they do. And when they capture the person, they go into jail for life. First, that's, that's what comes to their mind. Well, if you, well, if you do something to me, I'm, you know, I'm going to retaliate. I'm going to get revenge on him, and I'm going to come back and, and take him out. Amen. So that's that's what, you know, that's what uh, goes in people's mind. People's mind. Uh, sometimes I watch this uh, uh, this little uh, what they call it on on TV. Uh, what's the name of that show? Almost got away with it, and I'm like, what goes in the mind of a what goes in the mind of a, a of a serial killer? Some, what goes? I'm like, what goes in their mind? What what are they thinking? What I'm like, man, let me watch this show. Let me watch this show. I'm like, I watch it. Oh man, really? That's what goes in the mind. One, I watch one show where, uh, watch one of those uh, episodes where the um. Like it's like a little mini marathon is what they do. That's what they call it, a little mini marathon. That's what they call it. So I, w- I was watching that show, almost got away with it. So the lady was so scared of her boyfriend, so she uh, she packed up all her stuff and she moved to another location. And when he got out of jail, he sh- you know he he found out where she was going. So he shot the neighbors across the street. He sh- shot and killed them, and then he came over to. Where her house, where where she was staying, and um, shot her son. I think he shot his grandmother, but they both they both they both lived. They both survived, but eventually they caught him later on in the show. They caught him. So I'm like, what goes? And I'm saying, man, look at this. I, even though it's a reenactment, but it kind of gives you an idea of what what people are thinking in their mind. Well, listen, if she left, some people can't stand rejection, so I'm like, man, if she left me, I'm going to find her. You can't, you can't, you can't go nowhere without me. You, you're with me for life. And that was what's going through his mind. 
but she's like, you know what? I don't want to be nowhere near him. But later on in the show, they caught him, and the whole family felt was so relieved because everybody, now except for the two people across the street, they didn't survive. But the other family members, they survived. You know, so that's kind of you like, what goes in the mind uh, uh, of a serial killer? You remember Ted Bundy? You remember Jeffrey Dahmer? You like, Ted Bundy was killing people, killing ladies on campus here and here in Florida. So I like, what in the world are they thinking? What, what is going through their mind? And what was going through their mind was that the enemy, the devil, was absolutely playing with their mind, saying, go ahead and kill this person, kill that person, kill that person, kill that person. That's what was going through their mind. Amen. Now, remember the other incident that happened, uh, was it in Oklahoma, the federal building? Uh, what was that guy's name? Timothy McVeigh. I think they caught him, and he blew up half of the federal building. I think it was in Oklahoma. I was like, dude, what, you know? And I think they said he made a bomb out of fertilizer. Okay, so you got to think about some of this stuff. You got to think about what is going through the mind. Remember 9-11? You remember the plane crashed right into the Twin Towers? And one hit the Pentagon. Nothing, no plane hit the White House, but it hit the Pentagon and it hit the Twin Towers. So we all know that we all, what was going through, we like, why did they want to fly a plane into the Twin Towers and hit the Pentagon? And to this day, we don't know because those people that flew that plane into those died. Amen. So we don't know what was going through their mind and why they did what they did, but they all, you know, they came to a conclusion that it was a terrorist attack. Is what they came, that's, that's what it, that was the conclusion, it was a terrorist attack. Set and plotted by the devil. Have you, uh, they don't understand that, they're like, why did he do that? What? But it was a set and a plot by the devil. Because the devil was playing with their minds and listen, Y'all need to get a plane and go ahead and crash into the Twin Towers and go ahead and crash into the Pentagon. That was going. That what was going through their mind. A lot of people don't understand that it was a plot by the devil to go to have them to fly a plane into the Twin Towers and into the Pentagon during that time during 9/11. That's the way I look at it. All these terrorist attacks is nothing but the devil playing with people's minds. That's what, it's, that's, what it's, that's what it comes down to. Amen. So the devil will find any way to attack you just to steal your joy. If, if you allow him to do so, whose fault is it if you already know he could strike at any time? The devil is a liar, and he will lead you to believe anything at your most vulnerable moment. Be faithful even in those moments. When it, when it feels like you can't make it. When someone hurts you, makes fun of you, or tries to bring you down, the first thing the devil wants you to do is to retaliate. But don't let them take your joy. Instead, love them, forgive them, find the good within them. Don't let the devil win. Amen. Now, if somebody hurts you, I mean, that's, that's going to take, that's going to take a quite a bit of time to get some healing done. But 
The thing is, you don't retaliate. You don't let you don't let the de- you don't let the devil steal your joy. Amen. You do not let the devil steal your joy. You know, much much as you know, uh, I've been in situations like that, and a lot of times I wanted to retaliate, but I didn't. I did not retaliate at all. I worked with this guy, and I don't know what I did to him. It's like he could not stand me, and he just let the enemy just play with his mind. And, you know, oh, he's trying to take my lead position on this job. I'm like, I don't want your lead position on this job. If I want it, I can take it from you, but I don't want it. Because if, if something happens on the job, guess what? They're going to blame you, not me. Because you told me to go do X, Y, and Z, but the supervisor told us to do this, this, and this. So don't 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 get mad at me. You know, we was leaving, we had a little meeting in the morning and everything, and then we was leaving, and I was like, okay, the supervisor really didn't explain to us what he wanted to get done. And I went back to him and said, okay, what is it exactly you want us to do? Let me get an understanding of it. Then he told us. And then the other guy, he just got upset. I'm like, for what? I'm gonna, I just asked the man what you asked the question, so I did. So he gets mad at me, and, and the devil was just, just playing with his mind. Like, I want to take his lead position. I don't want your lead position on this job. I see you already get stressed out. <laughs> so I don't want it. If I wanted it, I can take it. I just don't want it. Now, yeah, I could have been, <laughs> I could have been better at it than he did. You know, but he was just terrible at being a lead person. You know, there was time I just wanted to kick him. But, you know, if I was to hit him, I would have lost my job. You know, uh, I could have lost my job, you know. Um, there's one situation where, you know, I opened up the gate to where we was going, and he wanted, he just drove, he hit, the, he hit his accelerator and just left me, so I had to walk to the truck. And boy, was I hot. I was hopping mad. I was hopping mad. I got it in his face, and I had let him know, I said, boy, don't play with me. I had to literally let him know, do not play with me. So in a situation like that, I didn't touch him. You know, he was shaking and spilling coffee on me and him. He was shaking like a leaf and like he was on drugs or something. I said, dude, you know, uh, I, and I had to tell the supervisor, y'all have to separate us. Y'all have to separate us. I mean, I'll go, somewhere, I'll go to another area, but y'all have to separate me from him. Because in, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to do something that I'm going to regret or lose my job. That was going through my mind. So even in, even in that situation, I still didn't let the enemy play with my mind. Even though I was hopping mad, I still didn't let him play with my mind. Amen. So that's something you got to remember. You know, even in certain situations uh, with coworkers and family members and neighbors, you know, you got to remember, okay, okay, I'm a child of God. Let me, let's see how, okay, God, give me directions on how to handle this. Because if you let the devil do it, it's going to go south. It's just going to go way south. It's not going to go where it's not going to go the way you expect it. But if you let God handle it, it will go in a totally different direction, and it'll be it'll be positive. And they'll be like, "Why did he go there? Why is he so nice to me? Why is he so nice to me?" You know, sometimes you have to flip the script. Sometimes you have to use reverse psychology on a person. That person that's always nasty and mean to you, hey, you come to work, hey, how you doing? How's everything? How's the wife and kids? Okay, all right. 
they'll be so messed up. Be like, what is going? Why did I? I've been so mean to that person. They coming so hard on me. You know, that's so. And that, as a as a as a Christian, as a spiritual minded person, that's what we have to do. If they don't understand it, don't worry about it. If they don't understand it, don't worry about it. And let me leave you with this last verse of scriptures here. Philippians. Let's go to Philippians. Chapter 4, <coughs> verse number 8. Finally, my brother, what, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be, if there is any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, this do and another, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. So you have to think on these things, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue <coughs> and there be any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, the Bible does say meditate on the word day and night. So, a lot of times, you know, being, being um, mindful of things and don't let the enemy play with your mind. Sometimes, you know, somebody like, listen, I got to go meditate. I got to go meditate. And again, Get rid of all the negative thoughts in your mind. We understand now there's some type of, from my understanding, there's another new wave of COVID-19 or something going on here in Jacksonville. And I get reports on my phone. Uh, the amount of cases are here in the state of Florida. And it's just in the last couple of days, it's just been through the roof. So don't panic. Don't let the enemy play with your mind during this pandemic. Get rid of negative. Get rid of negative thoughts. And I know that's going to be hard. Don't associate with people that that is always negative. Every time they call you, is nothing positive. It's always negative. Well, you know, well, you know, uh, I don't understand why the pastor had to buy a new suit. What was wrong with the, What was wrong with the suit he bought last week? I don't understand why the pastor went and bought himself a new car. And wasn't nothing wrong with the old one. So why did he wouldn't get a new one? You don't know their financial situation. Okay, just because you were driving, what what they call it uh, back in the day? Uh, 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 you know they call it a hoopy. So you gotta. So don't be mad at them because you still driving a hoopy. Okay. So if you know if the time comes. On us, okay, I'm gonna get a new car. I'm gonna go past. I'm gonna get me a Lexus. How you gonna get a Lexus on a on a Honda Civic budget? Explain that to me. How you gonna get a, a, a Lexus on a Honda Civic budget? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. Uh, you know, I went to the church and you know, and and and, and I went, to, you know, I went to the church and 
I don't like what's going on, so I left. And I said, okay, fine, we'll praise God and resurrect you. Amen, hallelujah, don't come back. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like them because, I don't like them because, you know, they, they wear jeans and a T-shirt. And, and, you know, I would like to dress up. Okay, if you want to dress up, that's fine. But like I said, get rid of people that are always negative. You see the phone ring? I ain't coming. They'll do that. Let go to voicemail. I'm not talking to that person. I just don't have the time or the energy or the space to talk to this person. Every time I talk to this person, I'm drained. I'm tired. I need to go get me a, a B12 shot and some Powerade just to, just to kind of get me back up because they're so negative. They, they drain you. That's all they do. They just talk negative. Just negative, negative, negative. Everything that comes out of their mouth is nothing positive. It's negative. Why does she go over there and, and, and have that child at that hospital? Man, why can't she just go over there? Because her doctor's not at that hospital. Her doctor's over here. You know, they always just talk negative. They just get negative. Well, Pastor Gene, you know, he didn't need to get a new computer. What he need a new computer for? He should have he bought one and gave it to me. So, again, don't let the devil play with your mind. And you want to get rid of the negative thoughts. And you want to. Don't listen to people that's always negative. Pray for them. Pray for them. That's, that's, that's all you can, you can You can pray for them, and that's about it. Try and talk to them. It's probably endless. It's like, like hitting a brick wall. Okay? It's like hitting a brick wall. So pray for them. You know, and that's something that I had to do. I had to eliminate people that are so negative. I like, you know, I'm, I, I look and I'm like, mm, okay, I'm not answering the phone. I know who that is. I, I, you know, I, I don't have time for that person right now. I'll call that person later when I have the time. You know, amen. It could be a family member that's always negative. It could be a church member. It could be your next door neighbor. It could be a coworker that you work with that's always negative. Amen. So. Father, we want to thank you, Lord God, for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for the word that came forth today. We thank you, Lord God, that we're going to continue to renew our minds. We thank you, Lord God. We will not let the enemy play with our minds. We're going to be spiritually minded, Lord God, because we know the things that you have already promised us, Lord God. We know it's going to come to pass. We're just waiting on the manifestation, Lord God. And God, we want to thank you, Lord God, as we continue to go forth, Father God, that we will not, we will always renew our mind on a daily basis, Lord God, because we understand that the enemy thing, it, it, what the enemy wants to do is to kill, to steal, and to destroy us. But you also said in your word that I've come that we may have life and have, have it more abundantly, Lord God. We want to live that abundant life. We don't want to live under stress or frustration, Lord God. We don't want to have people that we're, we're connected with that is always negative, Lord God. We want to be we want to be connected with the people that's always positive, that's going to help us, not hinder us, but help us, Lord God. And for that, Lord God, we say thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. So I thank God that you were blessed by this message, Amen. Amen. I thank God that you were blessed by this message, and um, I pray that it was very helpful to you during this time. And at this time, it's time for our offering. And there are there are three ways you can give. Uh, if you
you're old school, you want to come by the office and, and pull out an office envelope and drop it off, uh, you can come by, and our address is 2255 Grand Avenue, Building 200, Suite 201, and our office hours are Monday through Thursday from 9 to 4. If you come up here Friday, nobody going to be here, okay? If you come by here and, and you see no cars here, it's that we are off on Fridays, and a lot of times on Fridays, I'm still in my bed. So, and you can always go to our website, amenalways.org. And you can text or give at 855-537-1033. Again, if you want to come by the office and drop off your offering, your tithes, your offering, or your first fruit, um, you're welcome to do so. And the address, again, is 2255. You see on your screen, 2255 Grand Avenue, Building 200, Building 200, Suite 201, Suite 201. And you can always go to our website at amenalways.org. Or you can text to give at 855-537-1033. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for our offering. We thank you, Lord God, that we are, you blessed us to give, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. You said your word, give, and should be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, run over, shall men give unto our bosoms, Lord God. God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for a hundredfold return for that, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're going to open up that window and pour out a blessing that we don't have no room to contain, Lord God, that we'll be able to bless other people and help other people in their time of a need, Lord God. And God, we say thank you, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, once again, once again, um, once again, um, Food pantry is not this Saturday. It's not this Saturday. It's next Saturday, which is the next Saturday is the, if I'm not mistaken, the 31st. Okay, so July 31st, the last Saturday of this month, our food pantry is from 9 a.m. to noon while supplies last. So when once we run out of food, we once we, we run out of drinks and stuff like that, we're packing up and we're going home. So it's while supplies last, amen. And again, we're on our way to serve four thousand families, and by by next week, um, I should have the actual count on where we are. I know we're past five hundred. That part I know. We're way past five hundred. So we're on our way to serve 4,000 families. Amen. So, Father, we want to thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that came forth, Lord God. We thank you it will be a blessing to people. We thank you that they will take it and they apply it and they will use it, Lord God. And they will not let the enemy or the devil play with their minds anymore. They will, you know, we will renew our minds on a constant and daily basis, Father God. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 